from the NLRPD to KTHV to behind the microphone. It's Scott Romine with Guatney Unplugged. Welcome back to Guatney Unplugged. I'm your host, Scott Romine, and we've got on the phone one of my good friends uh, from the Dukes of Hazard, Ben Jones, Congressman, Congressman Ben Jones. How are you, Ben? Scott, I'm doing good. Feeling pretty good today, out and about. Uh, how I'm, you know, uh, here in Hazard County, what what we call Hazard around here is Rappahannock County, Virginia, up here in the Blue Ridge Mountains, one of the most beautiful places in the world. And uh, miss seeing you. It's been a it's been a few months. It's it's been a little while. I, I and now you've given away where Hazard County is. <laughs> well, it's actually Hazard County is wherever anybody is who loves the show and enjoys the independent spirit of living that it represents, and the, you know the good fun and the good times and the and the family feelings of it. It's a it's a good show that is not going away anytime soon. It's been around. This year will be forty years since we started filming. That's unbelievable. I know, like and a few days ago, there are many shows and a lot of old shows around, but none of them that continue to find a new audience and continue to be beloved and watched as ours is, and uh, really has become a permanent part and a positive part of Americana. Great We're proud show. of that. Hey, Ben, uh, not a lot of people realize that you're like one of the first people seen in Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> yeah, they don't realize it because I wasn't seen for long. But um, I had three words in that movie, which <laughs> came out as one word. It said in the script, the, uh, the guys come up, uh, you know, um, uh, they're looking, Jack, um, they're Paul looking. Williams yes. and uh, Pat McCormick come up, Big Enos and Little Enos come up and say, one of them says, Hey, Hoss, you tell me where I can find the bandit. And I'm talking to this pretty good-looking woman. And I just turned my head and looked at him. I said, I ain't seen him. Uh, so it's like one word. I ain't seen him. I ain't seen him. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people seen that movie not realize that was me. Uh, I got up. I got a call. I think it was about 530 in the morning. I'd just gotten home. I was carousing a lot in those days. And... uh <laughs> Got a call to come and go out to the uh, Georgia State Fairgrounds, the old Georgia State Fairgrounds at Lakewood to do a part. They needed an actor, and I got up and went out there, and there was Jackie Gleason in this tent having a big breakfast feast and everything, and, and we did the same. And I went back home, went back to bed, uh, and I uh, woke up in the afternoon and said, I dreamed I was in a movie. <laughs> but, yeah, that... Uh, that that is also a show that continues to people joke about. You didn't have much to do, and I said, "Yeah, but only had three words." And over the years, the royalties and the residuals have added up. Sure, because that's so popular around the world. Every once in a while, I'll get a check for you know two and a half dollars for the ninth Danish rerun or something. So I figure over the years, it's come up at least fifteen hundred dollars a word. Hey. <laughs> well, you so know, in show business, that's the way we think. You know? I, I would think, you know, there as are a, no small parts. No, there's no small parts. As an observer, I would say that that movie kind of led to Dukes of Hazard. I mean, to, to a great extent, it did because it fed the interest in Hollywood. That was the biggest uh, when it came out. It was the biggest box office hit ever. I mean, I it mean, was so huge. all that stuff. It it just took off, and. um you know, uh, I mean, so you're in it. If, if what set up, what what led to the Dukes of Hazard was, you know, at that, you know, the South is under attack now, basically, and uh, our our traditions and our our principles, everything are, are under attack, and it's been, you know, we're being maligned in the national media, 
and by politics and uh, journalists, all that stuff. But in those days, in the late 70s, uh, Burt Reynolds, you know, was hot, hottest star there was. And Waylon and Willie were huge uh, in the music business. NASCAR was just coming to television popularity with Bill Elliott and, and uh, Dale Earnhardt and Cale Yarborough and those guys. Huge. And Jimmy Carter was president of the United States. So everybody, that movie came out and the guys in Hollywood said, well, can we do something? We need to do a Southern show. What's all this going on down there? <laughs> So Guy Waldron just happened to be in the right place at the right time. He had done this movie called Moon Runners, yep. and he turned it into a TV series. They came down to Georgia in the fall of uh, 78 to shoot, and I was in the right place at the right time. And I think I was a, maybe the first person cast because I'd been in the Moon Runners, the as had Waylon Jennings was in that, too. You know, he was the narrator. That's on right, that. the so ball- balladeer. It all just fell in place. The timing was perfect. And the show had great chemistry, great values, great comedy. Everything about it was wonderful and still is, in my opinion. I've done a lot of things in my life, an awful lot of movies and TV and stage and other things. And I served a couple of terms in Congress. But the Dukes of Hazard, uh, it's, it's a gift that doesn't stop giving for me. Hey, Ben, why did Cooter kind of change a little bit? He started, he was really like bearded and greasy. And, and yeah, it's also wild. I, I had a fight with a, you know, with the uh, producers over the beard. I mean, a guy comes up one day and says, "Shave your beard." I said, well, "I ain't that kind of actor, you know." I, <laughs> I, every detail of my what I was doing was important to me. I said, "I, I ain't gonna happen." And so they kicked me off the show. They wanted me to be rough, you know, unshaven. And I knew the show was going to go on for seven years. And I wanted as the character to be three-dimensional, sure. to grow and change and, you know, have ups and downs and not be this buffoon, which they'd always made fun of Southern people, you know. So I wanted this character to grow, and he did over time. And uh, so I said, well, I'll do it clean-shaven or with a beard, y'all, you know, or I'm out of here. And so they said, would you do it clean-shaven? I said, yeah, all right, we'll sure. do that. And then so it became a different, you know, he... he uh, Way I figured it was that Cooter was the only guy in the whole county that worked. You know, he had the only <laughs> car business. He had his only mechanic, and had the only garage and only tow truck in a place where all they did was wreck cars. Yeah, that's true. So, so Cooter was making money. Ballside was losing money, and everybody else was having fun. So I just wanted him to grow and mature, and that's what we did over the years with the scripts. And. Um, you know, so it gave it some, uh, it wasn't just a stereotype uh, character. Sure. Hey, tell us about, you really keep this thing alive with your stores. How'd that start and where are they? Well, it it, it started here in uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. I'd, after after the congressional thing, I went back to doing films and TV shows and, and acting commercials and things like that. But then uh, Alma and I moved up, found this wonderful place up in Rappahannock County, Virginia, up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I was going to write, and I, I do, I write every day. And I've got, I've got an agent in New York rather than California. So I said, well, I'm going to find a place out here in the country where I can write. And within a couple of weeks, I saw this old uh, abandoned fruit stand uh, roadside market uh for rent, for and uh, uh, so uh, I went and God, I started thinking. You know, if I put an old General Lee out now, this was in 1998. So if I put an old General Lee out front of that and got all my stuff out of the barn and in the <laughs> basement, you know, the 
costumes and scripts and pictures from the show and just open a little place called Cooters, you know, and yeah. have some music and sell apple cider and apple butter and T-shirts and hats about the show. That'd be fun. And yeah. within, that blew within up. a couple of months, it just, I mean, it was like that, that we did a grand opening a couple of months after we opened and 5,000 people showed up <laughs> on a little two-lane highway out in the boonies. And this is... Yeah, this is uh, 15 years after the show had gone off. Yeah, after, about, almost 15 years after the show had gone off prime time. Sure. So it just showed me that, you know, the show was still as popular as ever. And, you know, what happened was the kids that grew up with it, they started having kids of their own. And some of them had grandchildren by now. But it's become a family thing, and they want their kids to have good, clean, positive entertainment like that. So that's what we did, and uh, we found some place where the cast could get back together and do festivals and have fun. So we we have uh, a store now in Luray, over the mountain from us, near Luray Caverns here uh-huh. in Virginia, in the Blue Ridge, which is the largest caverns east of the Mississippi. Beautiful. And we're about three miles from their place. And we have a store in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, right downtown. And we have one in Nashville, right across from the Grand Ole Opry. And what they are, they're just fun. They're, they're free, free parking, free admission uh, to the museum and all that stuff. And it's just a bunch of Dukes of Hazard stuff. That's just awesome. Right? That's it. Hey, Keep what's it the website, Ben, where somebody can look up this thing? Uh, Cootersplace.com. And uh, my wife, Miss Alma, who is the brains of the outfit, is all over Facebook. We're all over that with, you know, uh, Duke's Hazard stuff. But CootersPlace.com will point you to all of that, too. And uh, it's got, you know, you can order things and tells you, you know, who's, who's scheduled to appear with us and all that. But we just have so much fun with this, Scott. It, it's hard not to have fun doing it. It sure is. It's still the greatest TV show ever made. We're we're out of time, but thank you so much for coming on the show today, Ben. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to hear you on the air there. Hey, and, and good luck in all y'all do. And uh, I got my gown down, got the pedal to the metal, and I'm down and I'm gone. Well, if we have an opening for a mechanic, we're going to call you. We need <laughs> Cooter. No we need <laughs> Cooter at Guatney Chevrolet. Uh, <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I so got much. a few Chevys around my house. <laughs> thank you so much, Ben, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, Scott. Good luck, thank buddy. you, Scott Romine for Guatney Unplugged. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back here at KARN. <laughs>